0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When Jesus had revealed himself to the disciples and they had finished breakfast, he said to Simon Peter Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him yes Lord you know that I love you. He said to him feed my lambs. A second time he said to him Simon son of John do you love me. He said to him yes Lord you know that I love you. He said to him tend my sheep. He said to him the third time Simon son of John do you love me. Peter was grieved. Because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you girded yourself and walked where you would. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish to go. This he said to show by what death he was to glorify God. And after this, he said to him, follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. So we shift out of the Last Supper discourse and now we move uh, beside the sea, right? Beside the Sea of Galilee. The Lord has now, after his resurrection, appeared to his disciples in that morning. He's made breakfast for them on the shore. They've come, they've eaten. And it is after this breakfast, it says, uh, that the Lord now speaks to Simon Peter. I love sometimes just going to the Greek words and seeing all the different depth of meaning of each of the words, because again, as the church fathers did, you can draw such beautiful insight uh, from all of those levels of meaning. So it says, When Jesus had revealed himself to the disciples, And when they had finished breakfast, that word there, it means when they had finished eating the principal meal, when they had finished eating the principal meal, meaning that main meal of the day or that day which the meal which provides all of the strength for the day, which is such a profound, uh, in terms of spiritual interpretation, such a profound uh, sign of the Eucharist, right? The principal meal. And so that whole scene had been, in a certain sense, a Eucharistic scene, as the Lord feeds his disciples with a meal that he himself has prepared, in the same way that in the Eucharist he feeds us with that meal that he has prepared of himself. And then it is only after they have eaten that it says, the Lord said to Simon Peter. So now he begins this beautiful conversation with Simon Peter. So that after the Lord has revealed his love, now he seeks some of the love that comes out of the heart of Simon Peter. He turns and he begins to ask him about love. And so we come back to this wonderful mystery of the Eucharist, which as St. Thomas Aquinas says, he says, baptism is primarily the sacrament of faith, but the Eucharist is the sacrament of love. And so after the Lord has loved his disciples to the end, in terms of giving himself completely to them, even as food, it now says that he turns to Simon Peter, We can see throughout this scene, Simon Peter is referred by all different types of names and titles. Simon Peter, Simon son of John, all of these different ways in which he is referred to and by which he is known. But those words, Simon Peter, those are particular to who he is and what his vocation is. And so what the Lord is going to do now is through this intimate conversation of love, he's going to direct Simon Peter according to that particular vocation that he is called to. And that's also important for us, and especially as I meet young people that are discerning, which is that they are trying to listen to the word of God. They're trying to discern, well, what does God will for me to do in my life? But we cannot know that unless we actually converse with God, unless we have these moments of intimate conversation with him by which he can speak to our heart and actually draw from our heart the vocation for which he has created us. And so the Lord begins this conversation, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And now he will begin to make up for that threefold uh, denial of Christ by a threefold declaration of his love for Jesus. And so Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Do you presume still to love me to an extent that you are not capable, as he did when he presumed uh, to be able to follow the Lord wherever he goes, right before he denied him? So the Lord is bringing him back to ground, back to earth, back to humility. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? The word that the Lord uses is agape love, complete self-sacrificing love. Simon Peter uses a word which is filial love. It means I have affection for you. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you or have affection for you. The Lord says first, feed my lambs. And that word in the Greek means little lambs, right? (laughs) Little lambs. Feed my little lambs. The church fathers say this represents all those who are new to the faith, all those who are only beginning in their life with Christ. What you have to do is feed them, nourish them. That is by the word of God, but also by God himself in his sacrament of love. Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Do you agape me? Complete self-sacrificing love. He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. I have affection for you. He said to him, tend my sheep, or in the Greek, shepherd my sheep. And that word for shepherding, it means multiple things. It means to govern. It means to protect. It means to nourish. It means the full comprehensive work of a shepherd. And so in this statement, you have all of the authority given to Peter. And it says now, over my sheep, older. It's not the little lambs, it's the sheep. And the church fathers say this represents all of the faithful, at every different level of the faith. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Do you agape me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? What's interesting in this statement, because sometimes the way this gets interpreted is some people say that Peter knows that the Lord is asking about agape love, and yet he responds only to the extent that he does love and humility. But with this statement here, it says, Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And that word there is that filial love. So it shows that Peter has been hearing something or not understanding the full depth of the love that the Lord is speaking about. And I think that that is just simply always true. There is an element of God that we can only know when we see him in eternity, when we see him in eternal life. That when we then do step into eternal life and actually see God, that is also when we see him as love. And so the love of God is always something somewhat incomprehensible to us in this life, but which we can begin to know. But it will be revealed to us in eternity. And then we will see the full extent of his love. And we will see that he not only loves, but he is love. And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. I have this filial affection for you. Jesus says to him, then, feed my sheep, which is nourish them. And so the way in which Christ has fed the disciples, he now calls them, feed my sheep. Feed them also with Christ. And then he says to Simon Peter, truly I say to you, when you were young, you girded yourself and walked where you would. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you. This, as we've said before, is that uh, taking those phrases from the Old Testament where the king used to hand over authority when he was going to be absent to one who would stand in his place. And so here you have Christ handing over to his vicar on earth this wonderful authority of his church. But what's also interesting, as some of the commentators note, is that it is also a sign of maturity in terms of vocation and in terms of the spiritual life. In terms of vocation, especially if you meet young people today who are trying to discern what to do with their life, sometimes they are overwhelmed by all of the possibilities of what they could do. It's beautiful to be at the beginning of your life and looking forward and having all of life laid out before you, but I think something that's particularly unhelpful to young people is to tell them, you can be whatever you want to be. I think first, it's not true. (laughs) And secondly also, that can itself be overwhelming. I think what's more important to say to young people is, you should be what God wants you to be and what he has created you to be. So look into yourself, look at your talents, look at your gifts, and by those you begin to know what the Lord has made you for. And so then you can begin to actualize your life so that you don't stand overwhelmed by all of the possibilities of what could be, but you begin to make decisions by which all of the other things that were possible now begin to die as you choose something that is actual. And so then what happens is you can move forward in a vocation by which slowly all of the possibilities become actualized and in a certain sense you lose a particular freedom but you actually gain a vocation. You gain to a fulfillment of what God has created you for. And so in a certain sense from an exterior perspective it can be a loss of freedom but we see that it is rather an abandonment to a will that is beyond my own. And so what the Lord is showing here to St. Peter is he says, you used to gird yourself and walked where you will, full freedom. But then another time will come where you will willfully stretch out your hands and another will bind you and lead you. And so what that represents is vocation. It is a certain sense handing over all of our potential freedom in obedience to the will of God to follow what he has willed and what he has created us for. In the spiritual life, it is the same thing. It is a sign of spiritual maturity, when a soul becomes humble and obedient to the will of God. And in that spiritual maturity then, then the Lord can have greater impact through that soul in the world world, because that soul has now become a docile instrument in his hands to be led where God wills, to do what God wills. And so all of this then comes not because of fear, but because of love. The Lord asks first of a vocation, Do you love me? do you love me? Because all things should be discerned, not by fear, but by love. I bind myself to the will of God because of love and because he has loved me. Amen.